So welcome again to our ongoing uh, series of the Finance Act uh, on PwC Kenya's uh, Tax Talks podcast. Um, really, really excited to have two guests here, specialists in their field, uh, Job Kabochi and uh, Priya Shah. And um, I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves first before we continue with this conversation. Job. So thanks, Titus. Uh, so Job Kabochi is uh, my name, tax partner with PwC in Kenya. I've been in this field of VAT for the last uh, 22 years or so, both as an in-house uh, practitioner for one of uh, the big uh, U.S. Uh, conglomerates, uh, looking after VAT for the uh, Middle East as well as Africa region. And I've had the privilege of uh, leading uh, the VAT team or the indirect tax team at uh, PwC Africa for the last uh, eight years. So, pleasure being here today with you, Titus. Priya. Thank you, Titus. Um, my name is Priya Shah. I'm a senior manager with PwC Kenya. I've now been with PwC Kenya for almost four years, specializing in VAT. Before I moved to Kenya, I was working in London for almost 15 years, again, specializing in VAT. I am very delighted to be here to talk about the VAT implications of the Finance Act. Um, so thank you for having me. Welcome, welcome. So, Job, um, lots and lots of changes um, in this Finance Act. Uh, but before we just uh, drill down to the specifics uh, on this Finance Act, just give me maybe your overall thoughts on this, um, on what you think about the trends or whatever is coming out from the Finance Act in respect of VAT. Yeah. So, I think similar to many other governments out there, uh, we've seen the government of Kenya, uh, you know, focus on uh, targeting uh, indirect taxes. And when you think about indirect taxes, uh, think about VAT, think about customs uh, and excise as a way of collecting taxes. So one of the topical ones that uh, has been commented on by many thought leaders is uh, the one around the increase of uh, the VAT rate uh, from uh, the 8 to 16 percent on uh, fuel products. And that clearly talks to the government that is looking at the VAT as a way of uh, enhancing its uh, revenue collection. You have had uh, changes like, uh, you know, a focus on uh, VAT on uh, insurance compensation, for instance. That's just talking to the collection of uh, additional revenue for the government. But that's it. We've also seen VAT being used as a way of uh, cushioning the cost of living for the Mwanainchi. So if you think about the chain that the government is uh, introduced around uh, the, the LPG gas, for instance, which has then been uh, moved from the 8% VAT to a zero rate uh, VAT, that's talking to making it a bit more affordable for the, for the common man when it comes to access to energy. We've then also seen changes that are then aimed at uh, the environmental agenda. So when you see a government that is talking about uh, zero rating electric vehicles, then that talks to a government that is then thinking about the environmental uh, impact that, uh, say, uh, you know, fossil fuels have on our, on our environment. But at the same time, I would say we've seen a government that then is uh, grappling with uh, you know, whether to, 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 to exempt or zero rate when it comes to basic commodities and basic services. So we've seen an oscillation between exemption and uh, zero rating when it comes to things like uh, medicaments. So we've seen several of those products now again finding themselves in the exempt schedule as opposed to the zero rated schedule. But I would say one of the things that uh, we've also noted is that, uh, well, in the last uh, two to three years, we've seen a lot of focus on the digital economy. 
Uh, this year, I think uh, that economy is getting a break. And I think that's because just leading up to the Finance Act, we'd seen uh, certain changes being introduced uh, by the, you know, the VAT on digital market uh, regulations. So I guess the government is almost uh, then saying, let's wait and see how that plays out before we introduce uh, more, more changes in that sector. Okay. And um, I just want to pick up on one thing that you've uh, spoken about. I mean, um, you know, driving past the petrol station, one can't uh, but see the, avoid but see the eye-popping price um, for fuel what's going to be the impact of that increase in vat from 8 to 16 percent on fuel so if you think about it uh, the bigger impact is going to be for the, the bigger macro uh, elements so if you think about the manufacturing sector and you then are looking at uh, say industrial fuel now attracting vat at the rate of eight percent that quickly just means that the cost of production has gone up uh, if you then think about uh, sectors like agriculture, where you know you're using uh, diesel for your tractors, and uh, quickly then the cost of uh, produ- production from an ag- agricultural perspective then is uh, go- is bound to go up. So at the end of the day, what you then expect is that uh, the ripple effect of that is uh, access to food, access to transportation, just means a higher cost of uh, production, a higher cost of living uh, for the Monainchi. One could then sit back and ask, what could have the government done differently? What we've seen in other economies is that, uh, you know, key sectors, if you think about that uh, Kenya is uh, still heavily dependent on thermal uh, electricity production, uh, certain sectors could have been ring-fenced from uh, the impact of uh, the VAT at 8%, either work on around uh, a rebate, for instance, for, say, the electricity production, whereby they would then be able to get their VAT back uh, and therefore, then uh, that means that uh, that additional 8% does not need to be passed on to the common Mwanainchi, uh, uh, as well as uh, the manufacturing sector, which is then heavily dependent on uh, electricity. Let me bring uh, Priya into this conversation here. And uh, Priya, I hope there's something more uplifting that you've, you, you, you have to uh, talk about here in respect of the Finance Act and the changes for VAT. Is it all doom and gloom or is there anything positive that we no. can talk about? So there's been a lot of positive things as well with this Finance Act. So the one important one is export of services. Now, export of services has been a very contentious area for the last few years. The VAT rate has changed from zero rated to exempt to standard rated for certain services which are not considered to be business process outsourcing and now back to zero rated again. So this is a very welcome move and it's something that we as a firm have quite invested heavily in to lobby for this. When the finance bill actually came out, it suggested that export services should be exempt from VAT. Now, what that would have meant is that whilst yes, no VAT is charged on that supply, any VAT that that Kenyan supplier has incurred in making that supply, they won't be able to recover that. So this would have made Kenya very uncompetitive in the international scene. Um, Luckily, or rather thankfully, the Finance Act has confirmed that effective from 1 July 2023, export services will be zero rated. So what does this mean for our Kenyan suppliers? Provided that the service that they've exported is consumed offshore, they're able to zero rate the services. So that means charge no VAT, but on the other side, they can recover all the VAT that they've incurred 
obviously subject to normal VAT rules. Now, there's still this big debate about even if the Kenyan business is able to zero rate the services and if depending on the VAT profile, if there are in a VAT refund position, will they actually be able to get these refunds back from Kenya Revenue Authority? This is something taxpayers have grappled with over the last few years, but we have new set-off rules. Um, once your VAT refund has been approved, you can then apply to either have this VAT refund set off against other tax liabilities for that period or even future tax liabilities for the same legal entity. So all in all, you know, VAT on exported services being zero rated is a very welcome move. And in fact, it's actually in line with what we're seeing around the world. Yeah, and it's not only uh, exported services which were zero rated in this finance act. I think there was a whole range of other goods and services. Uh, which ones were those? That's right. Yeah. So there's actually, there's been a lot of goods that have now been included in the zero rating schedule. And if you look at the theme of goods, there's a wide range, but it generally covers agriculture, manufacturing, cleaner energy and environmental issues pretty much in line with the government's agenda. So even though Job said that, you know, fuel prices are going up, they have tried to cushion that by bringing in a lot more goods as zero rated. So electric bicycles and electric buses will now be zero rated. From a cleaner energy perspective, they are that would work for them. We then have bioethanol vapor store, stoves, which would promote cleaner cooking. We, from a manufacturing perspective, it's going to be the supply of locally manufactured and assembled mobile phones, which would be a big industry for Kenya. We also have um, local purchase of tea and coffee that would help with the agriculture side. So this, these are only a few of the items, but it gives you an idea of where the government's headed. Okay. Um, excellent. Let me let me let me bring you Job back into this conversation. And Job, I think there was some short-lived joy from the finance bill, um, whereby transfers of business were going to be exempt from VAT. But then, when the Finance Act came, uh, that proposal seems to have been dropped. Uh, one, what happened? And two, what's going to be the consequences of that? Yeah, I, I guess uh, what happened, uh, I guess uh, it's uh, just a normal uh, lawmaking process. So it was, uh, you know, an indication of the policy direction the government wanted to go. And I guess keeping it with what uh, Priya is talking to, you know, just keeping with international norms. Uh, that uh, there was this relief that had been proposed around business restructure. But I guess uh, the parliamentarians uh, then have that uh, that right to actually then interrogate uh, the draft proposal and end up with where we've ended up, where that proposal has actually been left out of uh, the act. Now, I would say this is not a very, uh, for a government that is uh, looking to attract uh, investors into the country, maybe this is one that could have, uh, you know, received a different kind of a consideration. Because what this actually means is that uh, if you think about uh, a disposal of a business or restructuring of a business, and let's take an example, say, like uh, the telco sector, where the regulators are then pushing for a separation of uh, the core telecom activity and uh, the financial uh, services part of, uh, of, uh, of services offered by telco companies in Kenya. If you think about that separation, what uh, the law currently is providing is that each and every asset 
or service that is going to be transferred as part of such a reorganization would then have to be assessed for, uh, on its own merit, whether it attracts VAT or not. Likely that uh, most of the assets will then attract uh, VAT. So it's making a business uh, restructured transaction 16% more expensive. And one could then uh, argue that it's only a cash flow cost. But uh, in some of these transactions, it actually ends up being an absolute cost. So, uh, you know, Priya was talking about uh, the ability to recover your VAT as an input tax deduction. The fundamental rule is to the extent that you're then making exempt financial services or exempt services, you're not entitled to your recovery of input uh, uh, credits. So if you then have, say, the financial services part of a business transferred, and which attracts 16% VAT, that VAT then is a total trapped sticking VAT in such a business transaction. So an unfortunate one, uh, we thought that uh, yes, uh, that uh, the government had uh, eventually listened uh, to stakeholders uh, that are interested in this space, but unfortunately one that did not pass. Definitely adds to the exit taxes that one has to consider when they're disposing of a business. So yeah. So I think maybe I'll bring this uh, conversation to an end unless you have anything else that you wanted to say. Uh, but um, let me thank you very much, Job and Priya, for joining us uh, on this. And uh, VAT being what it is as such an important tax, I'm sure that they're gonna, we're going to be having more discussions as there are more developments throughout the year on this. So thank you very much and welcome back. Thank you, Titus. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by PwC. The views expressed herein are the views of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the position of PwC. All rights are reserved. PwC refers to the Kenya member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see the PwC website for further details. The podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.